If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we share time-tested strategies to turn your annual revenue into your monthly revenue. Ready to up-level your business and your life? Then you will love listening in on the lively conversations Ursula has with her clients and guests as they share exactly what they did to grow and scale their business exponentially. Plus, you will discover how to experience more freedom, joy, and peace in your business and your life right now. If turning your annual income into your monthly income is your next step, then join us at the next 2X Intensive. Go to UrsulaInc.co slash apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast where we talk about turning your annual income into your monthly income. And I'm super excited about my very special guest today who is near and dear to my heart for many reasons, which I'll tell you about. The amazing Lucy Dumas is here with us today. She is a master photographer, coach, and podcast hostess. Hello, Lucy, and welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion. Hello. Thank you, Ursula. Excited, I'm excited to have this conversation. We got to hang out recently. I got to hang out on your podcast, which we'll be sharing with our audience as well. So that, um, so thank you for that. And really excited to chat with you today. Me too. Before I give her formal introduction, just a couple of housekeeping things. If you haven't yet, please definitely download our free masterclass that pairs with the podcast, Quantum Revenue Expansion. You can get that on our homepage, UrsulaInc.co, and just put in your information. You'll get it. It's a three-part course that does a couple of things. One, helps you set up your quantum revenue container. In other words, what should my monthly goal really be if I'm going to 2x? Second, we talk about marketing and team, how to grow your business in a way that allows you to scale. And then the third part of the class, we show you how to collapse time and get there even faster. So if that's intriguing to you, definitely grab the master class. If you've been hanging out with us a while and you're like, hey, I want to hang out at the next 2X intensive, all you need to go to is UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply. Send us a few of your details. My team will set up a call and we'll see if the 2X intensive can help you 2X your revenue also, with that, let me tell you about Lucy. Lucy Dumas is a master photographer, as I mentioned, a business coach and podcast host of The Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. With over 40 years as a full-time photographer and trainer, she is known as the baby whisperer, which I can attest to, <laughs> creating 
creating portraits her clients use as art in their homes. She is passionate about coaching and inspiring new and seasoned professional photographers and creatives on how to have thriving and highly profitable businesses. And today, that's what we're going to talk about, how to grow a thriving and highly profitable business. And I think the timing is perfect for that. And before I turn it over to Lucy to hear about her story, let me say this. Lucy taught me that framed photo art is art that stands on its own. And I was fortunate enough to have Lucy photograph my family when our son Luca was one for the first time. And then we were going to do it consistently every couple of years. So we, we photographed again, I think when he was around three and then it was going to be when he was five and that's when COVID hit. And so we haven't been back. And then there was like this kind of this time warp. So we're trying to put it on, not trying, we're committed to putting it on our calendar this, this summer. Cause my husband keeps, Tim's like, when are we going back? Yay. Lucy's work is magical. Anyone who comes to our house, like I've had kids say this and Lucy, you don't even know this. I've had kids say, mom, why don't we have those kind of pictures on our wall? So if you have photo envy, when you go to some of your friends' homes, mm -hmm. Lucy is amazing. Now I have to, I have to say this though. Lucy is limited in how many photography clients she takes on because she's grown a thriving coaching business, a profitable coaching business, helping photographers become profitable and thrive as well, which isn't always a thing in the photography industry, especially in this time when everyone thinks that they're a photographer with their iPhone. Well, let me tell you, my iPhone does not create photo art or magical light the way that Lucy does. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Lucy. If you would tell us, Lucy, your story first and just kind of your journey from, you know, becoming a photographer, starting your own business, and then making the transition to business coaching, like how did that all unfold for you? Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to share that. And it makes my heart so happy to know that the portraits that we created and that experience that we had that was so fun at the beach in San Diego is something that's a treasure in your life. It just means everything. It's why I do this. Mm. Um, so when I was, um, so in 1982, there was a big recession. I was running a little business in the San Diego airport and I had a contract with Mutual of Omaha um, to run that business. So it was, it was my business, but they could cancel my contract. And because of the recession, they wanted to cut down my guarantee. And by that time, I was addicted to photography. And so I was unemployed and the universe conspired to convince me very clearly, like skywriting, photography is where you want to make your living. Mm -hmm. And everyone said I was crazy. It was too competitive. It was a man's world at the time. So that factor um, created some challenges. But I had this, first of all, I had this clear vision and I had this belief in myself. And so I just put one foot in front of the next and learned and went to a goal setting workshop that helped me get clarity. And that was way before I knew you. Um, and I, I realized, and this is one of the keys to a thriving business, is I realized if I specialized 
I would grow faster. And I loved weddings and I loved kids. <clears throat> I could see the path in the wedding world much clearer for rapid uh, income. Because when you book a wedding, there's a guarantee of a big chunk of change. Yeah. Whereas uh, the whole portrait world, that that seemed more mysterious of how you make a living at that. So I focused on weddings. I used to love weddings. My dad was um, a pastor. And when I was five, he photographed the one rich person in town's daughter's wedding. So everything was dazzling. And I fell in love with weddings that at that point. Um, then I began to get that like feeling like it's time to change. And I reinvented my career and started growing the, the baby photography business. And at that point, it was a wide open field, especially since it still was primarily a man's world. Mm -hmm. Like one of the best, most no, well-known photographers, not just in San Diego, but around the world said that a good portrait of a baby was just luck. <laughs> and, and I knew that wasn't true. I knew it was about understanding children mm -hmm. and their stages and ages. And so I built that and it, it um, evolved into family portraits as well. Then I got that little stirring of need to reinvent myself. And because um, I had been involved in your teachings and you'd help me um, weather the, the combination of the, the recession in 2009 and the digital revolution that greatly impacted my industry because then people started doing what we call shoot and burn photography where people would take a, a series of photographs and just hand over the files for very little money. Mm -hmm. So I, I reached out to you and got involved in your programs to help me sell better, to help me get clarity uh, so I could keep thriving in the photography business. But then I just wasn't on fire for it anymore. Went to another one of your events and you asked me the question, what else is calling you? And I've always coached. I've always mentored, but never for money. So, and you know this, you said the magic three sentences. Number one, there is money in coaching. Number two, your, your people will learn more when, you, when they pay you. And number three, your heart won't be happy unless you do this. So I let my heart be happy. I said, yes. And then I just grew in that direction. And, um, and what I discovered is that I always had a program. And as I began to coach, it got very clear. Yeah. First of all, my superpower is sales, but also I began to understand, and this is some of the key to a thriving business. I began to understand, especially when we're doing personal, um, you know, it's a personal business, yeah. that the key to all of it is to position ourselves as the trusted advisor. Yeah. So I already mentioned I had a vision. So step one is 
figure out specifically what it is you want to do. If you just randomly think, oh, I'm going to sell my photography or I'm going to make jewelry or I'm going to, you know, you name it, without a picture of of where I want this to go, it's kind of hard to get there. Yeah. Um, but in the in this um, realm of selling and and you know marketing comes into it, um, when people know, like, and trust us, and surrender to our leadership, and we can guide them, just like I guided you uh, to understand the value of photographic art in your home and then you you began to trust my expertise of course we already liked each other but <laughs> and we already knew each other but if we hadn't i would have built that relationship yeah and at that point then pricing is less important it's the experience it's understanding the value of what we're creating so those are some of my hot tips. When I heard, I didn't invent the word trusted advisor. Well, when I, I read a book, because the other thing that I always recommend in building a thriving business is to learn, grow, get mentors, read books, watch all kinds of teaching. And there was a book I read where the author talked about the trusted advisor relationship. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. That, that's it. That's that thing that I do that I didn't know I, that it had a name. Yeah. And I've noticed that whenever I'm shopping for something, especially like I bought a luxury latex bed and there were three stores that sold them in town, which was perfect because it was that good, better, best. Yeah. And the one, and the pricing was relatively similar, but the the company that I used, I felt seen. The branding was beautiful. And it was clear to me that it was a service oriented and upscale. And she listened. I have a hard time sleeping. She listened to my stories. And, and so I felt important to them. Mm-hmm. And I ended up then investing more than I intended to. And with not a single regret. Such a so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I took a bunch of notes. I took a lot of notes. Well, first of all, congratulations on your journey and you. congratulations on listening to your heart. We almost could have probably made, you know, titled this podcast around listening to our heart's desires, because when you said that, Lucy, I could feel the sort of ripple effect out into the world mm. where business owners right now, as they're listening to this podcast are thinking, what I created a business that, you know, pays the bills or it, you know, basically replaced my job, but it doesn't feel like my heart's desire. And you Mm -hmm. illustrated like by making some pivots in the business that you're currently in it, it kept aligning with your heart's desire. Mm -hmm. And so, so what gave you the courage to make that pivot because a lot of people were like, don't do it. Or you're like, you had some naysayers around you. A lot. A lot. Um, My dad. I I was going to ask about your dad because I feel like he's very present today. Ah, yes. 
Um, so there's a book called Grit that studied all kinds of successful people to see what they had in common. Rich, poor, bad childhood, great childhood, uh, big towns, small towns, third world countries, the lap of luxury. And the one thing they had in common is they have grit. And my daddy used to call it stick to itiveness. Mm -hmm. And there just is something in me. First of all, I'm a, I'm a better um, leader than follower. Mm -hmm. So having um, that, I didn't know that really at the time when I started it, but it, how to have the courage. It's almost like I didn't, I couldn't not do it. Yeah. Um, now I had mentors. I studied, I joined professional groups. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of local state and national organizations, especially for us, the professional photographers of America that provides not just education, but places to serve camaraderie, making friends, having lunch with brilliant people and having them give hot tips. Um, so I guess it's just taking that next step. And also I'm very involved in personal growth, spiritual growth, um, learning to tune into my own guidance yeah. or wherever it comes from, uh, positive affirmations. Um, I have a mantra that has worked remarkably well so many times. Uh, and it's money comes to me easily and with love. Mm. And especially during times when I'm not feeling courageous. Yeah. I start repeating that. There was a recession in maybe it was 92, 91, because I was still doing weddings. And none of my friends and I were booking. Or someone would come over and be the perfect couple that normally would be like, oh, Lucy, I'm so excited. Here's all my money. And I was seeing people over and over again, and they weren't booking. And on the surface, it was because they had so many choices. But I decided to take that bring in, you know, bring in the big guns, yeah. <laughs> the spiritual dimension and started saying and writing money comes to me easily and with love over and over again. And it was right after a bridal show. So I had a lot of leads. And when I would see their car pull up, I would start thinking money comes to me easily and with love money comes to me easily and with love. So the week before I had five interviews booked, nobody. That week, I had four interviews and booked four weddings. Wow. And the only thing I did different was that mantra that shifted my energy, made me a magnet for success. You know, whatever it is, whatever is the magic, that was the only thing I did differently. I love it. That'd be a really good book title for you, by the way. Just side note. Money comes to me easily and with love. And I can Ooh. feel everyone as they're listening, writing it down right now. They're going to be saying that mm -hmm. to themselves over and over again this week. That's what I love about quantum revenue expansion. It's not just like you were doing all the things you knew how to sell. You knew how to market. You were getting bookings. 
Mm-hmm. And yet something seemed off and you're like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm lean, I'm bringing the big guns in. I'm leaning into my spiritual knowledge and money comes to me easily with love. And all of a sudden everything shifted. Thank you for sharing that, that I feel like we could stop now, Lucy. And I feel yeah. that <laughs> <Mic much>. drop. <laughs> that's it. Mic drop. But I have more questions for you. Cause I, there's something interesting. And I, I mean, I, I feel the sense of like a special relationship with your dad. I didn't know he was a pastor, Um, but so like you, okay. Was your dad really instrumental in helping you establish the belief in yourself? It sounds like he was, it sounds like he kind of was dropping some wisdom along the way. You know, probably, but it was very subtle. Okay. Um, My dad, this is, this is the heart of of how dad is kind of the center. And I'm going to tell you kind of this little um, like surprising discoveries as I've grown in my career. Yeah. But my dad picked a career out of passion, out of love, out of the intention to serve others. Yeah. Not money. We didn't have a lot of money. Now dad was good with what money he had. So uh, my mom passed away recently and we have a nice inheritance that goes all the way back to his, his, um, what he had, he was a good steward of, oh. but what I saw ma- uh, mirrored in my dad was the heart for his career was doing something he loved. Mm. So, so here's a fun little, um, discoveries. One day I realized when I was heavy into weddings, I was working in churches on the weekend, like my dad. Wow. And I take a nap after, and I take a nap in the afternoon and my dad would come home from work and take a 20 minute snooze in his chair. Then um, there's several other things, but when I became a coach, I realized, oh, my dad was sitting in a chair <laughs> counseling and coaching people. He was oh, really good at that. Wow. Then when I became a podcaster, I realized, oh, I'm coming up with a monthly, a weekly sermon message, <laughs> just like my dad. So in my own way, I have recreated his employment experience and um yeah so yeah. it it was more just by example yeah so a beautiful influence almost sometimes subconscious here's what's interesting though and i want to i want to peel this apart a little bit because one of the mm-hmm. things you said lucy was that your dad was a great steward of money there wasn't a lot of money he was a great steward and actually left um an inheritance for your mom and for you which is very beautiful like i'm sure like in his heart of hearts that would have been a you know, as he looks down on you now, like from mm-hmm. above, wherever he is, he's probably very um, happy to see that he get to bless you with that. Your experience with money has been different. And in the sense of you have what I sense is, and since I've known you, an expanded view of money and growing a profitable and thriving business and real estate. I know you're into real estate in some respects, right? So, um, 
your experience was a little bit different. And for you, because we definitely got to talk about money. Mm -hmm. How did you expand your beliefs about prosperity and money and what you were willing to allow in, especially like sometimes I feel like in the religious space, you know, especially if you're a pastor's daughter, there can be kind of pressure to not have a lot of money. And maybe that wasn't your experience, but I'm I'm curious about how that the money conversation has shown up and how you have kind of worked through that. Hmm. It's a really good question. Um, So first of all, not having a lot of money and and not having money for some of the things that I really wanted. Like we had very few clothes back then. Food was much more expensive based on the average income. Um, I didn't want to live that way. I wanted to have a sense of abundance. And my sister, on the other hand, she still lives in that scarcity. Um, but she didn't feel like we didn't have a lot of money growing up. So it's kind of weird, but there just is this part of me. Um, I, I probably have told you this story. I've been an entrepreneur at heart since the first thing I can remember is walking around the block, picking neighbors flowers, which I didn't realize they planted. I thought God just made flowers grow in people's yards making little bouquets and then knocking on the door and selling it to them. <laughs> so I wanted money. And yes. so I figured out a way to get it. Right. Um, and I also had this belief in investing in good things. Like since I'm ragging on my sister, not really ragging, but we would have these ongoing conversations about, buying purses and I would buy a fairly expensive purse and I would use it for years Mm -hmm. and she would try to pinch pennies and buy one that was cheap and it would wear out and she'd have to buy over and over and over again and so I I actually spent less on the quality so I don't know how I got this mentality I mean I've always been a spiritual seeker. I think that if we choose our parents, there's no accident that I came into a home that was spiritually centered because that's so the essence of my life. Um, You know, I went to workshops. I read lots of books um, and I loved the the reality as a self-employed person that I can give myself a raise whenever I want. Now I have to work for it. I have to figure out how to do it. But I just, like when I worked for hourly wages, I just did not like that. And I've always been um, good at sales without understanding that it's just something in me. Like when I worked with commission, I was usually the highest commissioned person. So so I just got comfortable with the um, the idea that I was in charge of my future, and um, yeah. and my dad I saw like as soon as I got a raise at where I got that little business in the airport and yeah that I'd been working for them and then they changed it so it was like an independent contractor 
and I got a significant raise instead of getting used to having more money then I went and bought a condo so that the money that was coming to me was an investment. Now, one of my big mistakes is when I bought another house as my wedding career took off that I sold that condo because right now I'd be getting a nice chunk of change free and clear if I had found the wherewithal to, to keep it going for, for a while. So, um, yeah. Am I answering your question? Yeah. So just like you've, you've done the work and you were, even though your sister had more of a scarcity mentality, there was something in you that was just different. And I think part of it, like you said, you've always been an entrepreneur from when you were young, picking flowers and selling them to the neighbors. I love that selling them our own flowers probably. And, uh, and so it, was, it seems like, it, you know, it was innate in you and you followed that. Like, I think it's innate in a lot of people, but we don't always follow it because we get blocked mm-hmm. or we have limiting beliefs about money, or we don't want to be showy. I see that a lot, especially for women. So I, that's why I was asking the question. Cause I think mm-hmm. it's very freeing for other others, especially women to hear how you really overcame that. So one of the things I'm curious about is, is you, we know, like you moved into the world of coaching, coaching creatives and photographers who maybe have scarcity mentality or don't know how to charge 10 to $20,000 for, you know, an amazing photo shoot and photos. What, like when you look at across the, all the clients you've worked with, what have you noticed about helping someone move from kind of scarcity to that profitable business or how have you helped? So many people do that. Hmm. Huh. So what I've noticed, well, first I noticed different people's decisions mm-hmm. and actions that they have an intention, mm-hmm. but I, I started doing uh, what I call my time card where they, they, keep track of how many hours they're spending, not in everything, but specifically marketing um, office, working with clients to find out, first of all, how how much they're working, but how smartly they're working. And if they're spending for photographers 30 hours a week, and I discover it's on editing, well, we cannot afford to sit day after day after day and edit unless you're charging like $50,000 per client. Right, right. Finding places to get help. So um, I've I've noticed, A, that when people are willing to do the work and also when they're not just relying on me to have answers, They're going to other things. They're learning in other directions. One of my clients went from uh, $200 a pop portraits, um, real estate photography for for realtors. And I had the idea for her to become a pet photographer, which she and her husband resisted for a period of time. Didn't think you could be profitable and then they embraced it. She, you know, he's, um, anyway, uh, she's created in five years, two studios that are bringing in a million and a half dollars wow. doing volume 
but quality pet photography and selling portrait art of the pets, just like you have in your home, but of people's furry families. Yeah. And what she did, I'm not her only coach. I just was her first. And just like, you know, I've had you as a coach and you really got me off and running in, in this new area. And I've had other coaches and I've joined programs and like, so I guess what I've noticed is it's people who dig in there and learn and do the work and have the passion and are teachable. I'm sure that you know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, circling back to your dad, like that they're, they have grit. It sounds like they're willing, they're willing to dig in. They're willing to do the work and they're not really, I think that's a great point, Lucy, like our clients can't just rely on us, right? A lot of times by the time our clients get to us, they've had multiple coaches. They've been through a lot of training. They've invested a lot of money and they've gotten to a certain point and they're like, Hey, I'm ready to go to the next level. And then there's, we know there's going to be coaches after us. Right. So I agree with you. It's like, they're um, maybe we could call them lifelong learners. They're like committed to the journey Mm -hmm. and what a great story. And congratulations to your client who made that, who trusted your intuition and made that leap and grew, you know, into well into the seven figures. So um, that's perfect. That's what I was curious about is like what, you know, what people miss. And also you said decisions, like they're willing to make the decisions. They're willing to take action and keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. So we could talk all day, but your time is valuable. I know you have other things on your plate. So I'm curious, like, as we're wrapping up, is there anything I didn't ask you or something you really wanted to share with our listeners today? Hmm. Huh. So I asked that at the end of my, um, my podcast every time without warning. And now I'm like, <laughs> Oh, these questions. Like, it's always like, is there anything, anything? Well, you, um, what, sure. how, what's your best piece of advice for any CEO or something that I didn't ask you? So because selling is my superpower. Yeah. And people often are afraid to be too salesy. Yeah. And I've already said that becoming a trusted advisor is the journey to success. And especially with selling is to build a relationship um, and have a vision of where you want them to go and guide them. And then it's not selling in the way that we might think about traditional, you know, like a car salesman, it's helping people selling is caring about people, listening, and then providing the the guidance in, and creating desire. Like yeah. I have so many people will say, oh, I can't find the right client. And selling is finding the right fertile ground and then inspiring those people that that have found you and you found them to purchase what you feel is best for them after you've listened. And so that doesn't feel salesy, salesy to the client or to us because it's really service. It's all about serving. Well, that's a beautiful way to end. Thank you. It is all about serving. Selling is serving. In fact, I think the Latin, the Latin 
um, definition of selling is to serve. And um, that's something Rebecca Hall talks about that a lot. So it's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful way. All right. To wrap up, I know you have an opportunity for our listeners um, out there. So who would be an ideal person to take advantage of this opportunity? And then tell us about the opportunity. So an uh, ideal person would be someone either that's feeling stuck in growing their business, especially in the creative field, of course, especially photographers, or they want to start it from the ground up. They have a desire and, and they want to build it step by step. And the offer is uh, eight people can sign up for a strategy session I call Create the Business of Your Dreams. What we're going to do is take a deep dive into your dreams. I'm going to help you create that foundation that I talked about of a vision. And then I'm going to help you look at your strengths and look at what might be challenging. And um, you'll walk away with a lot of clarity about what you want and then how you can get there and some of the things you need to, you know, and the report card needs to improve. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, and you can email me Lucy with an I at lucydumas.com, or you can go to Lucy Dumas coaching, which also is where you can find my podcast uh, among other locations and get in touch with me there. Excellent. So if you're leaning in and you would like one of these complimentary strategy sessions, really about building the photography or creative business of your dreams, then email Lucy at Lucy at Lucy Dumas.com. And we'll have that. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. So that's clear as well. And thank you for your generosity, Lucy. So fun to hang out with you. Thank you I for know. being on the quantum revenue expansion podcast. Can we just figure out how to do this once a week? I, don't know. That fun. I feel like <laughs> we start our own podcast. Thing. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> So much All right. I adore you, Ursula. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me, of course, and for the whole world of people that you've impacted in such a positive way. Well, thank you. I receive that. I appreciate you so much. And I think about you every day, as you know, because we have photography art all over our home and, um, and Luca asks about you all the time. He's like, Hello, Lucy lady. It's been a minute. So anyway, yes. we're going to make it happen. So I'll thank see you, you in the man. summer. Yes, we're going to make it happen. Thank all right. You. Much love to you, Lucy, and may this be your best year yet. And to our listeners all over the world, we're grateful for you. We care about you. I know sometimes we don't we don't get to talk like this, but know that I'm talking to you right now when I say you're not alone. If there's anything we can do for you, please email us at contact at ursulainc.co. If you just need some support or encouragement, those emails do end up in my inbox. Trisha will send those to me. So I'd love to know what we can do for you. That's it for this week, everybody. Make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.